Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. So how are you today? Stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I hope all of you listening to our show are happy, healthy, and staying wise. Yet, I'm sure if I asked you whether you feel stressed at times, especially these days, Most of you would say, yeah, you do. Stress is now definitely a household term. So much so that we may discuss the variety of stress we experience in our daily lives. Work stress, stress due to the unstable economy. That's a tough one right now. Physical stress of sitting for long stretches without sufficient exercise the physical stress of overdoing our exercise, mental stress of worrying about all the horrible things that go on in the world, emotional stress of dealing with challenging family dynamics, and of course, all the different things we could get stressed about in relationship to the continuing global pandemic. According to a post on the American Institute of Stress website, did you know that such a thing existed? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The term stress was coined by Hans Selye in 1936 to mean the nonspecific response of the body to any demand for change. Apparently, he came up with the term after repeatedly observing, quote, the laboratory animals subjected to acute but different noxious physical and emotional stimuli all exhibited the same pathologic changes of stomach ulcerations, shrinkage of lymphoid tissues, and enlargement of the adrenals. Later on, Salier was able to demonstrate that animals subjected to persistent stress developed illness similar to those seen in humans. So anyone who's had a pet actually knows this, and those kind of experiments didn't even need to be take place. Salier's theories gained worldwide attention, and stress became a buzzword. In the international scientific community, Selye's definition of the word became problematic since stress was already an established concept in physics referring to the elasticity and the ability of material to be compressed or stretched and then return to its original form. Scientists in many other languages adopted the English word stress rather than translating it into the physics definition in their languages so they could discuss Selye's version of stress. Selye then coined the word stressor to differentiate stimulus from response in the exploration of stress. Today, stress is defined in dictionaries as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So the immediate response may be mental or emotional, but over time, as Selye noted in lab animals, 
Persistent stress could result in physical dysfunction and illness as well. Also, the stressors that precipitate stress that can be anything from environmental, psychological, physical, chemical, biological, or more. There's even a growing field of research based on oxidative stress on a cellular level. I have technological stress. (laughs) Which button do I push? (laughs) So are we going to pile on psychic stress on top of all the other stresses we already can't handle? Uh, I I don't think I, I I don't know if I can handle any more stress. (laughs) Well, we're not going to add another type of stress to an ever-growing list of ways we can all get totally stressed out. We're introducing the important awareness of stress that can result from psychic stressors as a more fundamental kind of stress that underlies under other forms of stress. With awareness of psychic stress, you can nip the problem closer to the bud. As Cellier original experiments demonstrated, that persistent stress can bring about in animals similar conditions and illness as humans, even when such conditions and illnesses were not natural or common to these animals. Conditions develop in the physical body through persistent stress. So what if we took care of the stress before it became persistent? Wouldn't that at least reduce the chance of a human or an animal from developing those unhealthy conditions at best even completely stop them from developing? That's where exploring psychic stress comes in so that we can start our healing process at a deeper, more fundamental level before it gets more destructive. To that end, in today's show, we're asking the question, how much of your stress is psychic stress? Exactly. (laughs) For example, even when I've had to deal with physical exercise for maintaining my health, I discovered that psychic stress comes first. Medical doctors, natural healers, and spiritual seekers all tend to agree that physical exercise helps you stay healthier. It's a lot of times you know, different groups of people don't agree on anything. <laughs> but in this case, in this case absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people do. So I exercised. <laughs> then, of course, three out of the five times that I suddenly dropped dead in my near-death experiences, or more technically speaking, my body keeled over without a heartbeat and respiration until somewhat a bit, a little bit later on, I returned. <clears throat> Well, when those things happen, I was healthy and exercising. <laughs> my, Please don't let this story stop you from your exercise. <laughs> uh, my third near-death experience happened in the middle of me working out on the elliptical machine at my local gym at the time. The last two times both happened when I was jogging for my exercise in the great out- outdoors on a lovely day. After that... Both Raphael, my cardiologist, forbid me to run. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Not a problem for me since I really didn't like running in the first place. (laughs) It's a bit boring for me. A quick sprint is fine. Like, you know, running across the street so you don't get run over. (laughs) But a long, monotonous jog, not so much fun for me. 
So there's definitely a variety of physical stressors involved whenever we exert ourselves physically. Of course, not all stress is bad stress or unhealthy in and of itself. Certain physical stress helps us get stronger, have more endurance, and be healthier. But is there any psychic stress to so-called healthy exercising (laughs) that could lead to some physical problems if that type of psychic stress persists? One of the many things I discovered about psychic stress in relationship to exercise and in a more general way in relationship to anything we do is more in the sense of how we go about doing what we do. The physical act of running is just running. Sure, people have different styles of running and different ways of running, but how about how we treat our inner self and our outer body as we run? It's a bit like the difference between an athlete training under an expert coach who may be strict but is compassionate and encouraging and an athlete training under a coach with maybe the same number of years of experience as the other coach but chooses to train through a no pain, no gain, punishment and reward system. (laughs) I've had both kinds of coaches. (laughs) How we treat ourselves psychically And how we treat our body as its owner-operator psychically makes a huge difference between the resultant stress level that eventually will filter down into the physical responses of the body. So the psychic stress part has a lot to do with the relationship. You know, how do you respond? How do you relate to something, to yourself, to your body, to your exercise, to whatever it is you're doing? One of the things I had to learn was that what the optimal level of cardiovascular stress was for my body to continue to heal and get healthier as I exercised. Yeah, certain amount of cardiovascular stress strengthens the heart and the circulatory system. Too much of it isn't good. Too little of it isn't good. All right, so I'm looking at that. At the time, I was in probably the best physical health and fitness I had ever been in my life. I was even more fit than when I was a three-year high school varsity athlete. I didn't realize I had in my sight 150% as my goal rather than even 100%. I mean, why not give everything 150% of what I had if I could? Of course, It wasn't until much later that I discovered that for certain levels of fitness, maintaining about 65% of your maximum heart rate was optimal rather than shooting for 100% and certainly not 150%. Of course, that wasn't necessarily the biggest factor in my body keeling over in the gym, but it certainly didn't help. A big part of the physical stress was from my psychic input and how I was relating to both my body and what I was doing with it. I was expecting my body to just be an extension of myself and obediently do what I decided it was going to do. There wasn't a whole lot of space for my body to be the body it was, and that I had the kind of programming, genetic and otherwise, that it 
that it came from the factory with. <laughs> <laughs> Mama factory. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Most psychic stress results from not making enough space in our awareness for something or someone to be what they are and how they are. Not having enough psychic space brings about the psychic strain and tension that make up the experience of stress. There are many other kinds of psychic stresses as well. How about the psychic stress we all experience in managing others' psychic energies and reactions every day? Ah, what happens when you aren't aware that you're being the effect of someone else's fear or anger or invalidating thoughts? None of those things happen on a physical level. But if the psychic stress persists long enough and you're not aware of it and don't know what to do about it, they can turn into physical conditions. Have you ever had butterflies in your stomach or felt like someone sucker punched you in the gut when you went up to talk or perform in front of a crowd of people? That may have felt like a physical reaction, but it was in reaction to all the psychic energy directed at you and what unconsciously reacted energetically in your mind. Even though pretty much everything happened on the psychic level, the physical reactions in your body can limit you severely or even make you sick. Certainly, some forms of cancer can be precipitated by a particular virus on a physical level initially, but how much of the psychic stress from years of not dealing with the daily covert hostility or jealousy and competition from an unhappy coworker or partner? shows up in that person's body as such an illness. In dealing with psychic stress, the first step is always psychic awareness, awareness of spirit, awareness of the soul. If you're not aware of what is affecting you psychically, then you're not going to be able to make enough space for you to respond correctly and healthily to that particular psychic stressor. This isn't as difficult as it might sound to you at first. The most important thing for you to realize that you are already aware. Spirit, your spirit, spirit's awareness. You cannot not be aware. <laughs> it's built in. The big step is being able to acknowledge that you are aware and even to a certain extent what you are aware of. Then you need to trust yourself and what you are aware of and proceed to decide what you would like to do with that awareness. <clears throat> you may assume that you're not psychically aware or not very psychically aware. Yeah. But how often did you feel uncomfortable around certain people, yet comfortable around others? How do you know you're uncomfortable or comfortable in the first place? Huh. Well, what are you experiencing? What are you aware of? Sometimes you might not be able to <clears throat> name it, but, oh, just because you can't name it or identify it with words, you still are aware. What makes you uncomfortable or comfortable around specific people? That's just a little bit of your psychic awareness coming up into your more conscious awareness. 
So one of the things that I'm aware of (laughs) when it comes to psychic stressors, Michael just spoke about um, what happens when you're not aware when people are throwing anger at you or um, judging you and, and all that energy starts to pile up in your own space. But let's turn the uh, tables a little bit. What about if you were the one producing those thoughts? One of the things I've been very, very aware of during the course of my years of doing uh, giving readings is a lot of times diseases like cancer, it's not only uh, having becoming the effect of someone else throwing energy at you, but oftentimes it's your angry or a person's angry response to such energy and or even in a situation you know the quietly suffering person and anger can sometimes be um, to what might be considered a light worker oh anger is a really bad emotion so I'm just going to stuff it down and ignore it and it starts to pile up in the body and it it goes to the organs of the body and starts to um, go on a destructive course And this is why not only being aware of other people's energy coming at you is important. You know, you you learn many, many times on our radio show. If you haven't, if this is your first time, listen to some of our shows, other shows. We talk about how to release other people's energy. But the other part, the other side of it is you being able to say hello to the responses you have towards other people and judgments and anger towards when someone is treating you a certain way. Well, it appears that our break is coming up. We wanted to make sure to invite you to join us for our timely and much needed for Teleclass Remote Weekend happening this Saturday, April 24th and Sunday, April 25th. It's going to be a great weekend. Over the weekend, we'll teach you about psychic self-care, how to have creative inspiration and to develop clairvoyant visions so you can live your purpose through these times of global uncertainties. Plus, if you attend one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend, you also get to hang out with us for our bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday. And we have a wonderful teleclass lineup It is Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, TLC for your soul, taking care of your psychic self during a global awakening. Then at noon to 2, heal yourself from psychic allergies to people, psychic self-care for your sensitivities to others' energy. And then Sunday morning at 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific, getting into the spirit, clairvoyantly reading and managing the beings around you. And noon to two on Sunday is the care and feeding of your clairvoyance and mediumship, getting to know your spirit guides for your psychic happiness. And, of course, there's our bonus Q&A talk story and social, which will follow on Sunday shortly after the classes. For all the details or to sign up, go to our website at michaeltamora.com. That's michaeltamora.com. Or better yet, call our office at 530-926-2650. Weekdays during business hours, specific time. And be sure you sign up to be on our mailing list so you can get our newsletter regularly. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue how much of your stress is psychic stress. See you in a minute. (music) 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring how much of your stress is psychic stress and simple ways to de-stress yourself psychically. Well, you know, Michael was talking earlier about his uh, near-death experiences, um, and rarely I talk about my side of that experience because (laughs) I was the one that took care of him through all of those. And, of course, the most intense one was the third one when he um, had to have triple bypass surgery, which was quite intense, and his recovery time was... Um, very delicate, and I I had to drop my business, and I worried about that, of course, because we had no income happening, and I had to spend my entire time preparing food and organizing how to get food to the house so I wasn't away from him, or if I was, I would get uh, someone to sit in the house while he was sleeping, and so forth. Very high-stress situation, But because I had been practicing for a lot of years, I knew that it was very important for me to find my space, which is one of the terms that we use about getting out of that psychic stress, releasing energy that you've taken on, like I was taking on some energy from him because I was concerned about him. Every spouse does this when something's wrong with their spouse, Um, the stress of the finances and all that. And what I would do is I had about an hour between meal preparation time and um, I would sometimes just sit down and spend that time just regrouping my energy, grounding, being in the center of my head, releasing people out of my space because there were a lot of concerned people. It was back when uh, Facebook was new and and, you know, the whole thing of social media was happening, and so we had made an announcement, and there was there were literally thousands of people 
inquiring about how Michael was and everything. So that was quite stressful. But when I was able to find my space, it was an incredible experience of peacefulness and being able to handle things using the old cliche, one day at a time, one moment at a time. And let me tell you, that was probably what got me through it without getting an ulcer or heart attack myself. Yes, because the main thing, the well, what's the opposite or antidote for psychic stress is relaxation. But I'm sure all of you have tried to relax at times. Okay, I'm going to relax now. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. And, and yet you might have had difficulty because if you're trying to relax, you're not going to relax. What relaxation is a consequence. And what is the relaxation consequence of? Very simply, being yourself. So the moment you're able to just really let yourself be as you already are, huh? that means if you're all stressed out, first thing, you got to let yourself be that. It's okay. You're, you're already being stressed out, so you're stressed. But if you can go, oh, yeah, that's okay to be stressed I can let myself have this space to just be stressed for a moment. Then a magical thing happens. You're less stressed. You start to relax. The more you start to let yourself be, and then you can start to really look at yourself as, oh, yeah, who am I really? I'm not this, you know, stressed out chicken with the head cut off person running around in circles. No, that's not who I am. Who am I? Oh, I am this incredible being. Ah, then when you start to, in your own mind, in your awareness, you, you start to carve out some space for you to be as you truly are, not what you've become, but temporarily, you know, as they say in the legal cases, uh, not guilty by temporary in, by reason of temporary insanity. It's like that, right? We become silly things, but once we remind ourselves, oh, that's not who we are. Who am I really? And then we start to become aware more and more of our innate true self. And the more space you give yourself in your awareness for you to be that spirit that you are, that light that you are, oh, you get so much more relaxation. The stress starts to dissolve. But we have a caller uh, on hold. A surprise caller. Uh Uh, Apparently his name is Fong. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yes, hello. Oh, her name. Hello. Uh, Hi. Hi, Rafi on my call. Yes. This is a Fong. Uh, uh, nice to talk I, I to you. I can't believe I'm, I am I'm speaking with you. Um, hey, thank you. Can you so what's me? your question, Fang? Yes, I, um, I, I want to ask to help to have a reading on me on the psychic stress part. Uh-huh. Um, because oh. my, yeah, my health situation has been... a. I've been not very good. I've been trying to, I, I'm, I'm realizing it should be some psychic stress, but I've been trying so long. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad I can be here. 
um, yes. get some advice from you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, Fang, you're you're very psychic. You're very sensitive to energy, and you have a lot of. Uh, like Raphael was talking about in their example of, you know, when a lot of people have their attention on you, whether the attention is negative or positive, it's still a lot of attention. And it seems that currently and for for some time now, you've had enormous attention. Some of the attention is from family, even though uh, you were talking about your living situation. But I don't know if any members of your family live with you in terms of the the family that you came from and and uh, perhaps family that you have now uh, but uh, uh, it doesn't really matter physically if they're close by or not there's there's a uh, at least one, seven members five to seven people who are your family uh, or feel like they are family close to you and then there's also a um, uh, couple of friends and, and associates people you know that partly not only because you're psychic but you're also a healer in your community of people you're one of the main go-to persons for healing even if the people coming to you don't acknowledge you as a healer and say, oh, Fong, you're, you're such a healer. I'd like you to give me healing. <laughs> they just naturally gravitate towards you and you become uh, like the complaint department in the department store. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so people, when, when people have problems, they, they make the problems the main focus of their attention, which is incorrect, but... That's why they, they can't solve the problems. And they bring those problems to you on a psychic level and go, Fong, you know, I need to talk to you. Or uh, Fong, I, I want you to do this or that. But what they're really presenting to you on a psychic level are their problems, the, the stuff that they're having a hard time with energetically. And they just hand it over to you uh, energetically. So you become kind of the baloney in the sandwich between all the people who want you to do something or they have their attention on you from your back. It's like, I don't know if you get a lot of you know, tension in your neck and shoulders yeah. and back of your head hurts sometimes. That's all the attention from the family and, and friends and people who are not telling you anything, but they're psychically trying to get you to do what they want you to do or be the way they want you to be. And and then the people in the front <laughs> are the complaint department, people coming over to you and wanting help, but they don't know how to ask for help, a lot of them. So they, they just dump the problem in your lap and saying, you know, do something about this. Help me do something about this. So you get sandwiched between two energies. And and then you start to, because you're very, very sensitive and psychic, especially you're very psychic on both the mental level of telepathy, you, you pick up on other people's thoughts. So, so your head gets very noisy, full of thoughts that you can't control, you can't do anything about. And you might find that sometimes you're arguing with who you thought was yourself, arguing with yourself in your head, but that's, you're not arguing with yourself in your head. 
<laughs> you're arguing with everybody else's thoughts coming into your head on a telepathic level. And, and because you're so sensitive to it, you, you kind of you, you have those thoughts in your head and you start going, no, that's not true. And no, I don't want to do that and, and things like that. And just like Raphael was talking about earlier, it's not only the energy from other people that comes into you. That's, you can call that the stressor. You know, when we were talking about a stressor being the stimulus and then the, the response to that. And between the two, you have the experience called stress. And that's the same, especially that's, that's that way in psychic levels. And so, so the, the stressors in your life, I, I explained as, you know, a lot of family members and friends who want yeah. something from you and expect in your family members, there's a lot of expectations. They, they put, they, it's yeah. not like they're saying, I want this. I want that. No, I expect this from you. I expect you to be this way. I expect you to do that thing. <laughs> and they don't, they don't communicate. That's the other problem is, is they don't communicate. They just send it to you psychically. And so that, you know, you would do it. And doesn't the other, make them bad people either. It's no, just how it's, people are with each yeah. other. And some people are more <laughs> that way and others are less. But but most people don't know how to behave psychically. <laughs> so so they've never been taught. So then the, with the other complaint department, people putting their problems in your lap and right in front of you, your part is what Raphael was talking about earlier of how do you respond to that energy in your space? That's the first thing. If you resist it at all, if you fight it, if you try to argue with it, if you try to defend yourself against it, if you try to make it go away or change it or fix it in some way, you keep it. And that's what really brings about your experience of the psychic stress. To, to solve that is to really start to recognize, oh, because already you're about 80% aware that most of that stuff isn't yours. And so because it's not yours, instead of resisting and getting unhappy about it, and why do these people keep on doing this to me and stuff like that, that makes you kind of a victim to that energy, and it causes a lot of psychic stress. But if you instead change your relationship to it to, oh, isn't that funny? You know, they, they think I can solve their problems. It's not my problem. I don't have to solve it. Just let it go. Let it just pass by. Let people be the way they are, even if you don't like it. And even if you don't agree with how they are, you just have to be able to go, oh, that's, you know, that's the way my mother is. That's what the way my sister is, why my father is, whatever. And, and, uh, at least for now, of course, people change, but, but for now, that's the way they are. And when you start to practice letting people really be, the more aware you become of how they are on the, say, the, what would be more negative to you, just start to let go of, of resisting and being unhappy about it and, and just starting to go, oh, you know, I don't have to be unhappy just because these people are the way they are. In fact, after you start to be able to be not so unhappy about the way people are and, and you know, not keeping on wanting them to be different, then you'll find a way to start to be happy 
to to be able to go, yeah, that's the way, you know, this is what makes this person interesting. This is what makes this person the way they are. And yes, it would be nice if they change sometime, but for the time being, I'm just going to appreciate and enjoy them just the way they are. And you'll find over time, and not a long time, but over time, that even coming from one person in relationship to that person will start to give them the space to start changing for the better. And so without you having to externally and overtly try to do something to them or tell them to do something or fight against them, they're going to start to back off a little bit more. They're going to start, they themselves are going to, are, are under tremendous stress. And when you step out of being one of their stressors, huh, they start to heal. I see. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's very much of a mechanical thing. Um, and I know sometimes if you're living with people and there's things going on that um, are very difficult, such as, uh, I'll use a fun example from, from Michael and I when we were first together. Well, actually, we've been together about seven years at that point, um, where a, a complaint, a little complaint I had was he left the toothpaste tube top off. And um, I mentioned it a few times, and it was still off every day. And so I decided, okay, I, exactly what Michael was saying. You know, I, I backed my energy away from it and didn't complain for a while. It still went on. And then I just asked Spirit, what's a way I can communicate this that he's going to hear it and and have a, a, a good experience with being able to get into the habit of closing his toothpaste tube? And the answer I got was, write a note from the toothpaste tube to him. And I wrote a little note from the toothpaste tube, and it was real funny. It was just a few lines. And um, he came out laughing really laughing about it and I never saw the tooth I never saw the toothpaste tube top off again so you know it's having fun with solving the communication problems that happens with living with someone else with bad habits and by the way that wasn't such a bad habit it was kind of a harmless thing but uh, thank you very much for calling in uh, Fong we really appreciate it we're coming up to our next break and I did want to mention something uh, to all our listeners, something really special happened this week. Uh, Michael got an invitation from a, a very popular online magazine, which I think used to be a print magazine, mm-hmm. called The Hollywood Insider. And they asked him to write an article for them, and he did. And it was published this week, and you can find it, I'm sure, if you look up Hollywood Insider magazine online, you can find it. Or uh, just go to Michael's Facebook site. I think that's uh, Michael.Tamora, right? I think so. And uh, <laughs> he's got it posted there, and uh, I'll probably have it posted on my site soon as well because it just came out. Um, they're going to have you put your email address in there, but you don't have to pay anything to read this magazine. It's really, really a good article. It's about healing and five steps to, uh, to a healing process. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right. We will be back in just a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back with us. We've been exploring how much of your stress is psychic stress and what you can do about it. But before we get into it, whoops, before we get into our subject, I wanted to bring up again uh, the the article that Michael wrote in the Hollywood Insider online magazine. Um, I wanted to give you a a little teaser about it. Michael speaks about an experience right at the beginning of the article, an experience he has or he had quite a number of years ago when he was in the green room of a national television show at the time uh, with a celebrity that was really stressed out and what he did about it and how he communicated with her. Um, And it was kind of amazing because we don't think of celebrity people as being stressed out about going in front of a camera. But this one was, and for a very particular reason, which was she was going on TV to be herself. And she had never done that before, even though she was an internationally known model and and television and movie star, actually. Yeah, and and so that's, uh, we were talking about this before the break, last break. Relaxation. Oh, yeah. You know, being stressed out, whether you're in front of a TV camera, in front of a small group, you're in front of your boss. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Scary boss. <laughs> you're in front of, you know, uh, uh, a control freak, a family member or whatever. Or someone who's drunk. Oh, you, that's fun. You know, what's stress? Well, you get scared. <laughs> Essentially, underlying all stress, psychic and otherwise, it starts off on a psychic level, of course, is fear. We might not experience the fear itself because the stress is how we're reacting to the fear. Even if we're not conscious of the fear, you know, a lot of times people are not conscious that they're afraid. 
but they know they're stressed. They know they're in resistance. So stress has to do directly with resistance, right? And resistance could be on a physical level, but all resistance basically begin in on the psychic level, in the energetic, subtle energy level, in your mind, where you're afraid of something. And what happens, you know, as on a, on a physiological level, they talk about the fight or flight uh, situation. But where does that come from on the psychic level is, oh, yeah, when you're, when you're afraid, you're trying to fend off what you're afraid of mentally and psychically. You're trying to push it away or you're trying to control it, fight it, control it, block it, you know. In some way, it it's, turns into what we call resistance. And many of you probably have already heard, uh, what you resist persists. But there's another more basic part of resistance is what you resist, you become. You're a being. You're a spiritual being. You can become anything. If you stop being yourself, you end up becoming the energy you resist. So... When you're resisting someone else's anger, it doesn't matter if, if that person's angry at you specifically or they're just angry. Or some people you might know, you go to work every day and you run into your co- colleague who is persistently angry. They're just always angry. <laughs> On a beautiful day, they're angry, you know, and, and you have to learn how to, to relate to that. Otherwise, you start to get angry because if you resist that person's anger, which is not even about you, you start becoming angry too. And a lot of times, if you're a little more aware that, oh, you're becoming this person's angry and I'm so angry that this person's so angry all the time, I'm just getting tired and sick and tired of it. You start resisting it, then you become just like that person. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. If if somebody tells you, oh, God, you're, you're becoming just like your father, or just like your mother, or just like your boss or whatever, especially if you are having a really hard time with those people, you're not going to want to hear that. <laughs> but it's going to be fairly true. And and so, oh, yeah, how do I end up becoming this way that I don't want to be? Because I'm in resistance to it. And this is why over time, so many times, the person who goes into a certain kind of profession because they so hate whatever that profession uh, deals with. And and so, but if they keep on hating it and they keep on resisting the the what that they become to to try to deal with that situation that they hate. Ah, uh, they become just like what they resisted in the first place. So if you want to actually change anything in your life or in the world, you can't do it by resisting it. First, you have to take care of your resistance to it and go, okay, yeah, what I'm really, the underlying thing that I'm really being stressed out about is that I'm resisting something. What is it that I'm resisting? Okay, I'm resisting. Every time I come around this person, I get stressed out. All right, what am I resisting when I come around this person? It's not the whole person 
that you're resisting, is it? No, because everyone has, you know, aspects that you don't like and, and then aspects that it's all right for you and, and aspects that you might actually like. But according to, you know, just being around this particular person, oh, it's always stressful. All right. So is that person going to change for you? Probably not. <laughs> and, and if they do change, not probably in, in the next few minutes <laughs> or days. <laughs> so then you have to back up and go, okay, so I'm the one who's being stressed because obviously you see other people around the same person and they don't get as stressed or stressed at all. Or some people might even go get really happy around this person. Ah, oh, so it's you. Okay, so what is making me stressed out in relationship to that person? Uh, yeah, always, always, always my resistance to something about this person. And to make it really simple, it's always energy, right? It doesn't matter if it's some part of their personality quirk that you get all resistant about or their emotional state or what they say or what they do or how they act. It doesn't matter. It's all energy. So the moment you start to look at everything, every interaction between you and someone else on a psychic level, it's just energy. No matter what it is, it's just energy. Okay. So then all you have to learn to deal with is the energy. So then when you look at yourself and ask yourself, okay, what am I what am I in resistance to about or in or of or around this person or this situation? Some of you, it's not a person, it's a situation. It's still energy. It doesn't matter if it's a person. It doesn't matter if it's a situation. It doesn't matter if it's a condition, if it's something going on in the world. It's all energy. So all you have to find out is, oh, yeah, what energy about this person or situation or condition am I resisting? And there's going to be some kind of an energy, a certain kind of energy. And when you discover that that's the kind of energy, oh, what can you do? Well, many times we've run you through a basic, simple meditation, grounding yourself from your first chakra at the base of your spine. Just imagine that tree trunk all the way down to the center of the earth. And then be in the center of your eye, center of your head behind your eyes. Yeah. Be aware there instead of being aware out of your body or in your navel or something. Just be aware in the center of your head. And notice the moment you do that, you start to become a little more neutral because in the center of your head, what we call the center of your head isn't the exact geographical location. It's where spirit, you as spirit reside in the body. In that center, the closer you get, the more you aware you become in the center of your head. You'll notice naturally you're starting to pull back into yourself and giving yourself a little more space to be that neutral spirit that you are. Huh, that's invulnerable. It doesn't you don't get affected by anything. And so then you become neutral in the center of your head. And imagine an image of a rose out in front of you. Yes, making a new space out in front of you in the form of a rose. And into that rose, just decide, okay, what's the energy that I'm resisting in this situation, in this person, in this 
you know, condition. And just imagine that energy, releasing the energy. You're no longer going to resist that energy. Whatever that energy is that I'm resisting, I just want it to let it go into that rose. And then as it goes into that rose, it could look like smoke or air or colored air or whatever going into that rose. And just watch it go into that rose and you'll notice certain qualities. Oh, yeah, no wonder I resist that. I, ooh, I don't like it. And blah, 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 whatever. Lousy thoughts and feelings and blah, 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 pain goes into that rose and the rose gets all gunky or whatever. Don't worry about that. You're letting it go. Then once it's in the rose, imagine the rose, the whole, all the energy in it, it just exploding in a flash of light. No effort. It's not a concentration and effort. No, it's just imagining it. Just wee. <laughs> and ah, okay, it's a little lighter. Now, the other part, more important part, is imagine another rose out in front of your forehead. And this time, ask yourself, okay, what is the energy with which I'm resisting? What kind of energy am I producing in resistance to that energy I just exploded? And let that energy come out of you from wherever you're holding it. And just totally imagine just letting go of resisting on that level of energy and letting that energy go into that rose that makes you resist in, inside of you. And then once you have that in that rose, imagine the whole rose just exploding in a flash of light with all that energy, totally neutralizes it. And once you neutralize, explode that rose and neutralize the energy in it, whatever is yours comes back to you in a neutral, purified form. Whatever somebody else's energy mixed into that explodes and gets neutralized and goes back to whoever it came from, even if you don't know. Ah, it's just natural. And now you get to be a little bit more yourself and have your energy. And then you finish that up by imagining a giant gold sun full of life force energy and just bringing that energy all the way in, down, through your head and fill out your entire body top to bottom. And you can fill up your aura with that, too. All right, once again, we've come to the end of our show. That was quick. We're so grateful that you could join us today, and we hope that our show offered you something to reflect upon in your life, as well as provide you with some useful healing tools for yourself. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for a bit of TLC for your psychic self. Remember, too, to join us this coming Saturday and Sunday, April 24th and 25th, for any or all of our special remote for teleclass and bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event titled Psychic Self-Care, Creative Inspiration, and Clairvoyant Vision to Live Your Purpose Through Times of Global Uncertainties. Learn how to take better psychic care of yourself, your soul self, Tap into your inner creativity and develop your innate ability to discern truth from lies and illusions. Check our website and be sure to sign up to be on our mailing list while you're there or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, who knows everything about what we're doing at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week.
we appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 